Hiya, you're right. Welcome to Hiya, you're right. So this is a podcast about looking after each other and ourselves as health workers during the pandemic. So I'm Nikki Jones. I'm a mental health nurse. Um, I'm currently working with education and training. And I'm Sue Prosser, a social worker, also currently working with education and training. We both have a passionate interest in resilience and how do we get through hard times. In this podcast, each week we'll discuss our wellbeing strategies, our successes and failures, and we'll have a guest from a different area of the LHD share their tips too. So together we can share ideas to get us through. Welcome to episode two of Hiya, You're Right. So how are you? Hiya, you're all right, Nikki? I'm good, thanks, Sue. How are you? Hiya, you're right? <laughs> yeah, good, good. So we're just back after the Easter break. So we'll do our successes and failures yeah. of wellbeing. Yes, definitely. Okay. So, so what was your, I guess, um, what were some of the challenges, some of your, um, around wellbeing and... and Let's call it failure. Failure. <laughs> okay. I was trying to make it sound <laughs> nice. reframe it. Yeah. My failure was I ate way too much chocolate. <laughs> way too much chocolate. So that was my big failure. Um, what about... Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to ask you, what was oh. your, what was your uh, challenge? I think my challenge this week has been not getting so hooked into social media I've been sort of more looking at what's going on at home especially in the UK and obviously situation there is um, quite challenging at the moment Mm. so that's something that I haven't been as good as um, and and monitoring that Um, however the last couple of days I've just been like get a grip get a grip Jones yeah yep Okay, and so what has been your success? My success has been going for walks. (coughs) Yeah, just going for walks, getting outside in the fresh air. It's lovely weather and it's really um, been quite um, therapeutic. Been bumping into quite a lot of old people walking their dogs and they, you know, stop and say hello and keep telling me it's weird times and I'm just touching base with them, checking that they're okay. And I think that interaction and connection with people from a distance has been also a strength this week. Yes, yes. So I, my success is similar, walking um, and walking long walks, I think, make a big difference. Um, we've started saying you never regret a walk. Yes, that's very true. Um, and then the other thing has been upping the connections with close family and friends. So that's been something making a real effort. I think we're almost starting to get a bit over the Zoom and the technology catch-up. So I think initially that was a lot of fun and I think now we're hitting a point where people are starting to not want to do them. So I think that's going to be the next challenge. So one of the things I've started to do is do a little bit less of the big group ones and a little bit more individual ones. So I think then you get a more of a real sense about how people actually are travelling at the moment. So that's been a good uh, bit of a success. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Mm. So, so yeah, so we have a special guest. Um, So we have um, Jonathan Cuero, who is an RN working currently in the COVID clinic um, within the LHD. Um, So we were recommended, um, Jono, to come and uh, talk to us on the show. Bit of an icon, bit of a... uh... (laughs) 
if we you didn't know who you are, but then you know. Yes. You are now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So your name was passed around as somebody that would be perfect to come and be part of this podcast. So firstly, thank you so much because Jono is actually coming before his shift, um, especially to do this interview. And we really, really appreciate your time um, and energy and being here today. So thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be here. Thank you. So I guess just to start with, what are some of your challenges or failures around self-care at this time that you're comfortable to share with us? And what are some of the positive stuff that you've been doing for your own self-care at this time? Yeah, so look, I think for me personally anyway, one of the biggest things is uh, trying to keep a, a usual routine with all the craziness and the disruptions that we've been having uh, recently. So as much as possible, and I mean, all of our regular routines have been, have been disrupted, but, you know, um, like I used to uh, try to run, uh, I used to play soccer, although soccer isn't happening at the moment, but um, still trying to be active and yep. trying to stay connected to, to people as well, so yep. um, although we, I might not be able to go and visit, say, friends or relatives, just still trying to call them up, check in, make sure everyone's doing okay, um, and that's therapeutic for myself as well, mm-hmm. not just not just them, so it still makes you feel like you're, uh, you're connected in mm-hmm. a sense. And, uh, and trying to get plenty of sleep as well because I know a lot of people are stressing and are falling on hard times but you know, probably the biggest thing you can do is you know getting plenty of rest and so we were talking about that last week actually Jono about the issues with sleep so are you a good sleeper I'm a good sleeper when I'm out I'm out like a lot right um, so I'm really fortunate in that sense but my biggest problem is I'm a bit of a night owl so right. I, I have to make myself go to bed really right I could stay up all, all night keeping myself entertained um, but um, yeah I really have to have to focus on, on, on doing that and um, I used to I was permanent night shifts many years ago and um, um, I think I just okay. always found it easier to work uh, during the night so um, I do mostly mornings now so um, you know, I have to make myself go to bed and have a bit of a routine mm, yep. in order for that in order for that to happen. So it's a bit of discipline, isn't it? There like is, that? there is. Yeah, uh, it yeah. doesn't come as easy to, to some people, but um, once I'm in bed, um, that's yeah, there's no, no problems there. But but uh, certainly with what's been going on, you know, sometimes you you you, you lie awake and you, you're thinking, you're worried about uh, what's going to happen in the future. Um, you're, you're worried about other people. You're yeah. worried about yourself. Yeah. Um, I know my super is taking a hit, as mm. I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people. So mm. you know that's been on the mind a fair bit. So, but uh, at the end of the day, really, it's it's no good stressing about things that are entirely out of your control. Mm. Oh, and another big one: I was meant to be getting married in May. Oh. Um, so that's just yeah, that's completely gone out the window. Oh. That's been a huge source of stress. Yeah. So we had everything locked in for May, and uh, now this has come along, and it's just everything's gone. Uh, honeymoon reception, the photographer, um, all all wiped out. So we we pushed it back to October. That's but, a huge you know, issue. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A issue. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we actually locked everything in quite early. Um, I've heard stories from people about how stressful it is to organise a wedding and this and that, but we had things all sorted mm. very quickly. And I remember thinking, oh, this isn't too bad. Oh, no. <laughs> You're all on top of We're it. all over this in the oh. next minute. <laughs> and now I see how stressful it can be. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, look, and so there's, yeah, not sure exactly what's going to happen there. We're hoping if restrictions get 
get lifted, we might be able to, to have it. And, and we even had the uh, the rings engraved with the, the date in, oh, in May. Oh, no. I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, that's just, like I said, I try not to think about it. Yeah. Uh, again, something completely out of our control. So, you know, yeah. stressing about it isn't going to change, change that. So just rolling with the punches mm. at the moment. So, mm. but, but, yeah, but look, everyone's been affected to some degree or another, mm. so I can completely relate. But I think what's really interesting is that that's a huge personal um, challenge that you've got as well as working in the challenging area that you are. And I think yeah. that's something that everyone, we always know it, everyone's got a story, but just having been talking to you earlier, we wouldn't have known that. No. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. so that's something that you, you've kept, um, you know, you're managing yourself. But I think it's something that reminds us all about people have got all these other backstories that they're coming to work with that they're dealing with as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, we, we see the, the facade, but we don't often know what's internally going on for people. Do you so, know what's funny yeah. is because working in the clinic uh, all day, every day, I hear stories from people that are coming in, mm. you know, things that are affecting their life. And the strange thing is, is having to have postponed my wedding has actually come in handy in a little bit because it's it's served to sort of be able to relate to people. Mm, you know, they start with yes, their stories and then yes. I say, well, this has happened to, to yeah. me. So, um, so in a strange way, yeah, I've been able to sort of sympathise with people or, or likewise they sympathise with, with myself. And you're using um, it as a way of connecting with yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And, and, and often they start with their problems and then I yeah. mention that and they're oh, you poor thing. And yeah. then, <laughs> And when you're doing this, sharing this story, are you in your PPE gear? Oh, from head to toe. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really powerful way of connecting with them and that they're actually seeing you as uh, someone who's got something real happening and that they're actually, as you say, sympathising with you and making connection with you. So Absolutely. I think that's yeah. a really powerful way um of doing that yeah. yeah yeah wearing the masks all day has been very strange because mm. from the moment that people step foot in the clinic yeah um, if they haven't got their own mask we hand them a mask so you might see what they look like if you're working at the triage but mm -hmm. if they when they come around to be assessed into mm. the actual clinic you're just looking at people's eyes mm. really yeah and it's been funny the people that we've had to, to swap it's funny how your, your mind and your imagination works. You're looking at someone's face and their eyes mm. and you're sort of thinking what the rest of their face yeah, looks like. Yeah, yeah. And often when they pull their mask down to be swapped, it looked, it looked really different than how you imagined. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just been an odd experience. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit like that game Guess Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that game, you know, yeah. where you'd be yeah. like, oh, have they got a moustache? Yeah. Have they got a beard? True, what do they true. look like? Something and, uh, surprised yeah. you, you know, there's a nose ring or a tattoo yeah. or facial hair, things that you can't, yeah. you can't see. Um, yeah. yeah, so just one of those odd things. I wasn't know, expecting you know. that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I guess you just touched on the clinic and, and working in the clinic, and I just wanted to ask you a few questions about what are you guys working in the clinic are, are doing currently to look after yourselves and each other and as a team because as we um you mentioned um, before we started the podcast is that you you guys weren't a team beforehand you were sort of um pulled from other 
clinical areas and you've been pulled into one area to work together in in, in quite a a stressful environment. What's some strategies? What are some things you guys are working and doing together? First of all, how how the clinic came about is, well, for myself, I got a phone call over over a weekend and asked if I wanted to volunteer for this clinic that they were opening. Um, I did volunteer, but I remember when I turned up to start, I, I had no idea. Never set foot in the in that clinic. Didn't even know it existed. Didn't know that was <laughs> building was even there. To be mm-hmm. honest with yeah. you, and I uh, didn't know who I was going to be working with. And um, and sure enough, uh, our team is just built up of, uh, of volunteers because mm-hmm. um, not everyone was willing to work in the, in the COVID clinic. And fair enough, I understand that. Um, so uh, I didn't know how I was going to bond or get along with these people or what the expectations were. But a couple of strategies that have been uh, put in place that have worked really well um, were team huddles mm-hmm. uh, before our shift and after our shift. And I know that sounds silly and uh, I wasn't really sure how that was going to work, but it's actually uh, served really, really well because um, to start off with, it was sort of uh, start off as an icebreaker sort of exercise. Mm-hmm. We got to know everyone a little bit. But now I feel like I've been working with these guys for, for years, really. Yeah. Got yeah. to know everyone really well. And even if nothing else, it's, it's, um, it's given us a, 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 an opportunity to... Um, like I said, get to know each other every well. Just have a few laughs every now and then because we, we do see some funny things in the, in the clinic. We get <laughs> sure. some, some characters that, yeah. that come in, as I'm sure you can imagine. So, um, yeah, that gives us an opportunity to have a bit of a chat with it. And it also serves well for our other things like in-services because we've got uh, some doctors that work up there as well in yeah. case there are some really sick people that come through. So they've been able to give us a little bit of education more about the, the virus itself and mm-hmm. it's worked really really well and the, the other thing that we've done is we all uh, uh, got connected through uh, messenger mm-hmm. and it's we've sort of started the COVID-19 clinic a uh, little app and I, I'll be honest I'm not the biggest social media kind of person but it's actually served really well again um, they've we've put up some really funny um, light-hearted stuff mm-hmm. that you know makes coming into the clinic that not seem so so daunting mm, yeah. um, or just posted up some statistics or just, you know, you can ask how someone you might not have seen on your particular shift yeah. or during the week is going. Yeah. So it's kept everyone really well connected. And, again, it feels like I've been working with these guys for uh, a lot longer than what we what we have. And that's a great achievement, isn't it? As you say, particularly because you're not getting a lot of cues from each other because you are in full PE gear as well. So can I just ask where people might be interested, when you're doing your huddles, how long roughly are they kind of lasting when you're doing your huddles at the start of your shift? And are you doing them at the start only or start end end? So we're doing it start end end <laughs> and really I don't think there's a, there's a set time for okay. it. Obviously, try and keep it as brief as, as possible, uh, especially in the mornings because we have to open up in, yeah. a, in you know in a short while. Um, but really, it uh, it gives everyone an opportunity to say as much or as little as as, as right. need be. So I know I know I was uh, in charge on on Monday, and we sort of did one in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and everyone just started chatting, and I almost had to interrupt everyone and say. Go home. Right, it's, right. It's past five o'clock already. Yeah, it's been it's been great. And I guess just to kind of wrap up, we're just going to ask you about if you have had a special talent or a gift or an art, what would it be or what would you like it to be? So it can so, be real or imagined. Yeah. 
So Sue like wants to be a Broadway uh, yeah. um, performer and singer and I knew before yeah. like when you um, joined you know the way you're holding on to a mic and you know potential to be a karaoke star. <laughs> How still... was your sneak now that we're thinking about it? Well, I don't think we need to go there, I think do we? we do. No, What's no. your little dream? I don't know. I'll have to think about that one and get back for the next episode. How about you? Have you got one, Jono? I I, I don't know about that, but I will say one thing. (laughs) So um, we've had, had obviously, a lot of um, very stressed and uh, anxious people that have come through the clinic. Some have been a little bit, uh, you know, upset or or angry. So I've had to defuse quite a few situations Mm. and... One of the staff said to me the other day, oh, you should have been a hostage negotiator. <laughs> you just handle those situations so well. You go in and you calm them down. Very and, good. Um, they're like, you're in, the, you're in the wrong profession. Oh. You, yeah, you should have been a, a negotiator. So I thought that was really, really yeah, funny. Yeah, so, that's fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, look, I, I guess at the end of the day, look, there are a lot of worried and anxious people out there in the community and we're just, you know, trying to do our bit to... Give them a little bit of peace of mind, help them out where we where we can. I have to say, I think you could be a good hospital <laughs> negotiator. We, uh, full disclosure, we've been yeah. having a few technical problems, and I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm feeling very calm after listening to Jono. You've just got this very calm, calm aura. I was actually thinking when you you know you were saying about being a hostage negotiator. I was actually thinking you could be like the Dalai Lama of coast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us.